to Minority Corner with an Eke and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. Uh, Minority Corner, it's your boy Jimmy Jam. Y'all have never called me that. I've never been that on the podcast, but I am today. Uh, We've got a great special, special show for you all today. Our lovely neighborhood librarian, mother, our new mother, the mother of the show. She's always been, but now she's a real mother. She's a bad mamma jamma. Neke was on the sister show, uh, One Bad Mother, found here on the Maximum Fun Podcast. And we thought it would be so awesome to entreat for those of you who've not listened to One Bad Mother or heard the interview that Aneke did when she guested on the show. So we're going to give that to you all today as a special treat. Uh, Aneke, just, I, if I can boast about her, she is just such a badass. Uh, she is Wonder Woman. I have had, through her, you all know she's like my sister, my best friend. She's my one twin. And seeing her transform into motherhood, she already is Wonder Woman. She takes care of so much. She does so much and I'm just really excited for you all to get to hear the wonderful uh, conversation she had with the ladies at One Bad Mother. Little news, and I'll talk about this more when Aneke and I come back together. But uh, I did go see Madame X herself last night, Madonna. She's doing like a three-week residency here in New York. The woman is amazing. Just watching her at 62, like, hashtag life goals. What an inspiration. She's kicking it around. Sometimes though, when she does, Madonna, (laughs) sometimes when she dances, she's like, she's 62. Like, she does this, like, arm shuffle thing. It's adorable. But all the snaps to her. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. It's really cool. I highly recommend if you get a chance to, she's only doing like 12 cities. It's a very small tour, but she's doing like a residency. She's doing like a three week residency here in New York city. And then she goes to Chicago. She goes all over the place. So if she's in town, definitely check her out because uh, who knows how much longer she's got to be, you know, touring and performing. And we don't only really have so many of the legends left. So many of our pop musical legends have gone and don't let her be one that you're like, I wish I had seen her. Because uh, you still can. Really dope because she's doing it not in a big arena. It's maybe, I wonder if it's because she feels like she can't sell those arenas, but you know, she does. That's not me throwing shade. <laughs> Sometimes you just get older, you can't. If you're not Ariana Grande at this point, one day Ariana Grande, she won't be able to sell those arenas either. But uh, it's a very small, intimate experience. Like it's a very small, she did this opera house, bam, opera house over in Brooklyn. So it's just very, like, there's no bad seats because it's just a small, intimate experience. And I highly highly recommend if you haven't listened to her new album, listen to it because the, uh, she does some of her other hits, but she definitely, um, caters more so towards her album and she takes you on an adventure, a journey. She always does. Her production value is always so amazing. I will say I did prefer her MDNA tour. Cause it was just like, it just felt like a giant fucking ass dance party. Like I came to this one, like ready to fucking like party and dance. And then you realize you're in this like theater and <laughs> you're like, Oh, it's not that kind of party. Oh, okay. It's a little bit classier. All the gays were still dressed in their, you know, slutty outfits and uh, the non-gays. 
ladies were dressed to go to the theater. So miss that memo. She was supposed to go on at 9.30, didn't go on until 11, typical Madonna fashion, but she performs for two and a half hours. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Like a lot of, when I see Britney, Britney did a little 90 minutes and she was done. So highly recommend, definitely listen to the her new album. It's not that great, but uh, listen to it because you'll have an idea of uh, some of the songs, but it just, an amazing, amazing evening. Highly recommend checking that out. I know a lot of craziness is happening right now in the country uh, with this. Uh, it's crazy. I understand this impeachment shit, what's going down. I just encourage you all to just breathe, enjoy life, take care of yourselves because it is bananas, but we will get through this. And I and I will be both back together and we will help y'all through this. We're in this together, Minority Corner. So I'm going to shut the F up and let's listen to Aneke and the ladies from One Bad Mother. I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners regardless of quality or content with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or a Medi- medication. medication. First time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear yeah, from you it's really fun for the whole family we'll be every other wednesday starting march 13th and we're coming to max fun snorlax pokemon yes nice hey Teresa, let's call someone today This week, we are calling Maneke Fitz-Clark, who is the co-host of the Maximum Fun Network podcast, Minority Corner. When not on the mic, Maneke spends her days as an academic librarian helping all the college kids get those A's. She has recently become a mother and is looking forward to the adventure that lays ahead in this new scope of life. Welcome, Aneke. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Riz and Teresa. I'm so excited. <laughs> Long-time listener, new caller. I got <laughs> to tell you. On the podcast. I tend to derail right away when I'm talking to people. Oh, I love it. And I wonder if we should ever have the discussion in general about, like, do you put the fact that you're a parent in your bio or not? Uh, I know. I don't know. I know that. Oh, that's such a good point because I was struggling with that. I have a lot of friends on Instagram that would be like, oh, yeah, in my bio it says like, oh, I'm a professor, mother of so-and-so name of their child. And it's taken me a while. I still haven't put it on there. I I mean, I I love the fact that I'm a mom now, but it's not my, I don't know, it's not my whole identity. It's a piece of it. It's like a little pie chart, you know? Yeah, yes, a piece of pie that sometimes we're in the mood for, and sometimes we've had too much pie already. Um, Get it out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, what are you, you look like you want No, I just, I think it's a really, it feels like a betrayal to not include it because it's what I spend so much of my time doing and thinking about. And so to not say it feels like inaccurate but at the same time I'm aware of yeah. what putting that down does yeah. 
I and know. I don't like it. It could be, you know what? That's just it. Is that it's not about. It's not about us. It's about yeah. like how like how other people will read that. Yeah, Moms. exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and so like maybe we should put it in more. But then it becomes like joking. I always want to write something that's like she, you know, does all this other stuff, but then she's fucking losing her life over. Yeah, exactly. Working with these Laying children yeah. all day. Yeah. But then people are like, "Wow, you shouldn't have had kids." And I'm like, "Wow, yeah. why are we having this discussion?" Yeah. Do you see how I derail? Let's let's move on. Um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, I love a derail. But I, I just wanted to add to yeah. it because it's a little bit of the same thing with being a librarian, oh. like. I I have the hardest time. Like I love being a, a librarian, but it's just all these connotations come up. Like mm. there's like, Ooh, are you sexy or Ooh, are you going to tell me to be quiet? Or, like, oh, you must read a lot. So it's like it's sort of the same kind of conundrum. I could totally see yeah. that. We do have yeah. a very annoyingly specific of idea of what a librarian can be. Uh, let me be very clear. Yes female librarian once again we are addressing like you know all these roles Mm -hmm. we just cannot keep our mouths shut about (laughs) anything about anything i I just i don't even think about those halloween costumes sexy librarian (laughs) just the worst all right let's start with who lives in your house okay cool my house is a very, very fine house. Um, it has me, my husband, Andrew, my dog, Zelda, who is a mature woman of seven years. Nice. And my new little baby girl, uh, Maya. She's six months. Oh, my oh. great gugga yeah. Six months. Wow. How, I know. How are you? Yeah. How you doing? I'm. Uh, I mean, I feel very comfortable on this podcast saying this. I'm a mess. Yeah. I'm okay. a- <laughs> yeah. This is the place Lay to say that. Us. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell us all about everything it. you need to say. <laughs> I know. Well, it's just. It's okay. I have a. I, I was thinking about this story because you know I listen and I know that you guys ask about who's in the house. This guest appearance in this house kind of speaks to how I'm feeling right now. So I come home from work. I just started work about a week ago. Yeah. And I come home from work. (laughs) God. My husband, Andrew, is there watching TV. It's pretty idyllic scene. Maya's in her bouncy thing, like one of those jumpy things where she jumps around having a good time. And then I look over to Zelda's dog bed and guest appearance by Dead Possum. (gasps) Wait a second. (laughs) Has anybody else aware that there's a dead possum in your house? And by the way, you have no. to make sure it's dead, right? You got to no, make sure. It was, oh, it was a mummified possum. It was oh, definitely wow. a dead possum. But it was like, okay, this is, yeah, this is life. Wow. Yeah, that's life. Wow, that's, yeah, that's life. <laughs> yeah. That's and what- like, and somehow, <laughs> and somehow that has to do with the baby. Like, yeah. it does, like, it's, yes. it wouldn't, it wouldn't if you didn't have the baby. Right. It would just be some crazy yes. shit that your dog did. But because you have the baby yeah. and the baby is six months old and because you just went back to work. Yeah. Exactly. It has to do with the baby now. Yeah. It, it well, does. It has to do with everything. So yeah. I'd like, I used to be fine being just like a, a junkyard woman yeah. ro- roaming the land. <laughs> but now that I have to take care of a human, if yeah. there's a dead possum rolling around my house, I'm like, what's, why? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. This life. would be definitely one of those things where I would be like, all right, Stefan, this is 
I, I, you're doing a great job. Uh, things are different now. If there's a dead possum in the house, we're going to have to act on that. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, oh, Wild. Wow. Wildness. I know. That is exciting. Well, I want to talk about, you have multiple jobs here, it sounds like, but I want to talk about minority. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I want to talk about Minority Corner first. Why don't you tell us about, yeah, it's the same question we all got asked. How did you start the show? Why did you start the show? But, you know, good things come out of that. (laughs) Yeah, oh, for sure. So Minority Corner is on the same network. We're Max Fun siblings with you guys. Me and my friend James, we met in college at UC Santa Cruz, and we just, one day we were talking by the pool, and we're like, you know what, we're, this would be fun to tape it. <laughs> so we just decided to tape it, because, I mean, there's a lot of, let's just face it, white male voices yes. out on in the pod, podcast sphere. Even to now, where I think there's a whole controversy where Conan O'Brien is saying that he's like such a revolutionary at podcasting on Variety magazine. What? Like, yeah, come on, it's the Let's... cover of Variety, and it's like how Conan and these other like what TV stars, all men, yeah. out, have have really made podcasting into a legitimate business. Model. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, no, it's like really, it's it's. It's shameful. It's it's horrible. it's really annoying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because to be completely honest, Minority Corner has been w- around longer than yes. Conan's podcast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. No, it has. It has. You are you are a hundred percent correct. I know. You so know, it's it's a little annoying, but yeah. so because of that, we wanted to get um, black, queer, female identifying voices out there. That can really kind of, and that's not the only thing that we talk about. We right. mostly talk about pop culture, but all of that intersection goodness that you don't really, that you want to create a space for. Yes. So that's the, the, the impetus of the podcast. And we're also just like, we talk about stupid things too. Like, I mean, got to keep it grounded, <laughs> you well, know, farts. Have All you, of that. It <laughs> is, I just have to interject yeah. and say it is so much fun. It is such a yes. such uh-huh. an enjoyable show to listen to. Thank and you. I can see why it's been going for so yeah. long, particularly because I think a lot of people listen to podcasts to like just hang out with friends in yeah. their mind, basically. Yeah. And like you yeah. and James are just such that. nice <laughs> friends and so, oh, so much fun you. to hang, like you're just so much fun to hang out with. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's such a huge compliment coming from you guys. Like, uh, it's the same sort of feeling, you know. Especially now that I'm, I like used to listen to One Bad Mother, li- dabble in and out. Yeah. But as soon as I got pregnant, I started listening, and I was like, Oh god, I need this. This is like <laughs> the community. I'm a like I'm a Capricorn, so we don't really like to hang out with. Yeah, like, I'm a Capricorn, so I. Woo, yeah. Capricorn. I know. Let's go so organize this is a mom something. Group I need. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're a librarian. <laughs> yes, exactly. I need order. Uh-huh. And, you know. So, and to tell people but, what like, they like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel seen. So seen. That's right. But like that's what, you know, coming from from both you guys, it's like highest of compliments. So thank you. Well, I want to talk a little bit. I want to ask like how you guys have been doing the podcast for a while yeah. and you definitely went in 
with one thought process, oh, this is what we're going to talk about. We'll do this. But I, I know it's true mm-hmm. for us that as we've gone along, definitely things have changed in what we want to talk about, what we want to bring attention oh, yeah. to, what we think totally. is like, important. So how has the show evolved for you guys? Oh, my God, so much, because we talk about current events. Well, yeah, and... things are current right now, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So through the podcast, things kind of <laughs> fell apart here yeah. in this great nation of America. So, I mean, before it'd be like, oh, yay, Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and now it's like, ah, we got to, yeah. like, yeah. rally the troops. Oh, and it's yeah. a lot of, like, trying to stay positive, but also accepting that shit's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, being honest about that. And let's face it, even when we had a president who could read a book, yeah. things were still yeah. crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. So just calling attention to all the kind of bright corners and dark corners. And it's, I would say that we've kind of, we've gotten more pointed in our conversations, <laughs> I would say, you know? Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah. Instead of like, yeah. Oh, meandering, like, oh, I, I checked this thing out. Like, now it's more of like, oh, we have to talk about this. Like, for example, yeah. right before I, I started talking to you, I'm looking up how, you know, a regular person, like, because I've been feeling kind of helpless about the whole Amazon burning situation. So yeah. I'm like, what can I do? So now I'm that's going to be a corner on the podcast. I want to talk about that, you that's know, nice. just like yeah, meeting people where they're at. One of my main things that I'm fully full-fledged on board with is the the whole black maternal mortality oh my gosh going yeah. On in the United yeah. States. yeah so yeah. I will always talk about that whenever given the chance because like let's be completely honest I almost died yeah so I gotta I gotta pump that noise out as much as possible wherever I go because it's crucial I work with a lot of um baby nurses at the college they're like a bunch of students that are studying to become nurses. And that's where you learn to really pay attention to your mm-hmm. implicit bias, which could save a life, you know? Oh, yeah. Do you, would so. you even mind sharing your story? Are you? Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? I'm the openest book <laughs> ever in the I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, out there with a yeah. sandwich board. Yeah. So, um, okay, good. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I got pregnant, and during my pregnancy, I was very healthy. Like, I was, like, insane blood pressure, like, great blood pressures. Everything was super healthy, super on board. But even that, I during that, I encountered some issues that could cause, that could attribute to the Black maternal mortality. Like, for instance... Early on in the pregnancy, the heartbeat, we couldn't hear it that mm-hmm. well. So I went in to, to get a double check with the heartbeat, and the intake nurse asked me, oh, are you going to keep it? Just as just like what? an offshoot question. Yeah. Wow. That was wow. asked of me. And then oh my for, God. I know. It's crazy. The next one was um, I was visibly pregnant. It was the first time I got my um, Tdap shot. Yeah. And you go into the the injection lab, and the woman said, let me guess, are you getting the depo shot? Uh, and I had to say, and for those uh, who don't know, depo is a birth control shot. Right. I had this, you know, point to my giant belly and say, like, excuse me, I just rolled yeah. in here, like, Violet from, yeah. you know, Willy Wonka. 
and you're asking that. So it's these like little tiny paper cuts that really kind of add up to truly understanding how I, I mean, I've, I've lived a privileged life. Like I have parents that have always encouraged education that have always told me like, Hey, you know, you deserve whatever you want. So I've always kind of busted down the doors. Yeah. Like, like a white man, let's be honest, you know? And that was one of the first times, not one of the first times, but real first explicit examples that I've seen like, Oh, I moved through this world differently. Like people view me differently and this could affect how I live and, and die, you know? Yeah. The really intense part came after I, um, I gave birth. So I had to have a C-section. It wasn't an emergency C-section because I had had, um, fibroid surgery Mm. previously. So I had to have the C-section and during the C-section, my, I hemorrhaged and my blood pressure spiked, but they took note of that, but they didn't really follow up with it. I, I went home and, uh, long story short, my incision looked weird. So I just went in for a doctor's appointment with any doctor. Just, yeah. can you see this incision? What's going on with it? He was a black doctor and I'm bringing that up because I specifically think that he was paying attention yeah. to these things, which, you know. First of all, he took me into his office, which I've never had before, like sitting in a doctor's, like his, you know, writing office yeah. with like beautiful, like Basquiat art and stuff in <laughs> his it. His writing and office. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my God, where am I? And he goes, you know what? Your incision is, is fine. So I'm thinking like, why? You didn't have to tell me this in his office. And he goes, but you need to go immediately to the emergency room right now because your blood pressures are way too high. I can't send you home. Wow. And that moment I think about all the time because black people are notoriously have high blood pressures. That's just kind of one of the things that is a part of being black. It could be cultural, it could be food, whatever, but it is. And someone might see that and just think, oh, she's a black woman. She has high blood pressure, send her home. Yeah. Thankfully, he was cognizant of the fact that that could be postpartum preeclampsia, mm. which it was. So I went to emergency room. I was, I think, a normal blood pressure. You want to have under 120 over 80. And I was 197 over like 100 and something. Ooh. I forget. So basically, I was close to having a stroke. And immediately pumped me with magnesium sulfate, I think it was. And I was in the hospital for about four days. And postpartum preeclampsia is a disorder that increases as time goes on. So if I hadn't gone to the doctor that day, my blood pressure would have just kept increasing. And then I would have had organ failure, heart failure, a seizure, and or die. And that's the leading, that's one of the main reasons black women die after giving birth. So it's these little indications that can be swatted away by bias, you yeah. know, that are so important for our healthcare professionals to understand. Because, first of all, the maternal mortality across all races and genders in the United States yeah. is the highest in developed nations, which yep. is crazy. Yeah. And then on top of that, black women or female identifying have the highest, I think it's a 243% higher than white women. Yeah. Um, when of death rate, when giving birth or after. So it's, and it's across all, you know, economic education, 
wherever they live, it's the only indication is race. So that just speaks to the bias of the healthcare professional. And I mean, I saw firsthand, which is nuts, you know? Yeah. So I just, I'm really out there just like saying like, you got to take care of yourself. The only person that can really, if you feel weird, go to your doctor. Yeah, it's so hard when you have a newborn. Yeah, like, like I'm thinking about all this stuff, and you told this whole story, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, and all this with, with a, a newborn. newborn. Like Me whether too. you know whether you you know had to leave, separate from your baby, or your partner yeah. was there with your baby, or whatever you were doing. There's a baby there, yeah, and you're dealing with That's that on top of yeah. it. You know, well, yeah, yeah, because the inclination is you want to take care of the child first. That yes. switch yes. happens immediately. You're like, yeah. okay, yes. who cares about myself? I'm feeling kind yeah, of weird. Yes, I need to yeah. take care of this kid. But if you're not there, yeah, how can right. you take care of yeah, your kid? But right. culturally, you know? we're not told to do that. Right. I mean, we've, right. we've like spoken on the show a hundred times about like the moment people find out you're pregnant, they start taking away your instinct. They start insinuating oh God, you so don't true. know best. Don't eat this. Right. Don't do this. Uh, don't yes. worry about it. There'll be a doctor there. Yeah. Like all this stuff. And then suddenly you're left. With a baby. Right. And right. And now you're like, am I supposed to am I overreacting? Is it hormones? Is it like I know, am I just crazy. being a female? Yeah. Or whatever. I know. And we're I not know. we're not I trusting know. our instinct. It's like really hard to fight for yourself. I mean, even if you went, I, I think like yeah. how tired I would be going to see the doctor. And if I happened to get somebody who was like, You're fine, go home. Would I right. fight to stay and get a no. second opinion? No, Absolutely you would just go not. home and take care of your kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, wild. hey, by the way, good job. Yeah, good job. Good job. Oh, Seriously. thank you. Now you're my <laughs> official self-care hero in terms of like, yeah, I will go. Yeah. I will do it. It's, I mean, you have to. It's yeah. like, I, I mean, I. it's so hard it's been the hardest thing because i'm still battling some stuff you mm-hmm. know and there's still some health things going on but it it really is i like i i got to be here for my my kid i have to i have to be around for her to yeah. be disgusted with me as a teenager you know exactly i have right. to be around <laughs> that's right yeah. who else like, is she gonna slam a door in the face of i know yeah. it better I be me to be me that's <laughs> right that's right i want to wrap up on you being a librarian because uh yeah as everybody knows we yeah. fucking love the library it's the it's the best. In fact, my genius is that my five-year-old now has his own library card, and he thinks it's a delight. And my children are at the library right now. I we like love the library oh, so much. So good. You're dealing with like college-age kids, right? Yes. Like that. You know, uh-huh. So not only are you trying to kind of help point them in the direction of being aware of things that they need to be oh, aware yeah. of, totally. what about like the fake news stuff? I mean. Oh, my God. I want to know the library take on the fake news. (laughs) Okay, so it's kind of weird to be in a profession where our whole gig is being like, hey, understand what you're looking at. Understand your source, source evaluation. What are you reading? What is that really communicating to? And literally the attack on the election and everything. Yeah has been about source evaluation. The whole reason that we 
are in the predicament that we're in right now is because we're all just like scanning titles of articles, looking at these yep. weirdo tweets and not really taking a moment to just say, oh, wait a minute, who wrote this tweet? Oh, so you're, let me look at, you know, infonews.net or whatever, you know, and yeah. follow that up and actually see how many posts are there or the background of this person who wrote this. That is like calling card academic librarian <laughs> steez. That's our whole jam is what are you looking at? Understand what you are reading and what that represents. So, yeah, this whole fake news thing has been like number one primo like mission as a librarian is to get students and sometimes the other faculty <laughs> to understand <laughs> that you can't just Google anything and take it for face value, you know? God, I I really like this. Okay, this is, this is the image that's coming. I've had a couple of images coming yeah. to my head starting this. But I yeah. really like the idea that, like, librarians. And by the way, uh-huh. I don't see sexy librarians. I see Good. badass you. librarians who are yes. very patient with people like which me. Which be sexy. Yes, which, that, which I think sexy, is sexy. Yes, know? exactly. But there's all these librarians just being, like, Finally, this is what yes. we were trained for. Just like, oh my God. pick up your it's library so cards and let's go. Like, just yes. I love it. I it's love true. it. We're all dusting off our cardigans yes. and putting, we're like ready to fight yes. this, this business because it's like, Google is excellent. The, the amount of information yeah. that we're getting at our fingertips is, is like incredible. Yeah. But because of that, now people are posting whatever, yep. and we have a bunch of flat earthers. I know. Like, like I know. Come on, we disproved it. Like the world is round. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, we all know, know that for a solid fact. That one's yes. a solid fact. My main question now, and my husband, he laughs at this, but whenever somebody asks me, like, "Oh yeah, I heard this fact." I can't ever just yeah. go, oh, okay, cool. I have to go, <laughs> where did you hear that from? Mm-hmm. And yes. then everybody's like, ugh. <laughs> half of the time, it's, oh, that's not, come on. Yeah. Like, get with the program. That's, that's not, not news. Not, yeah. It's <laughs> not a news source. Yeah. Right. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I'm and fun to be around a party. I know. I'm yeah. like, I would love to be around you at a party. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go correct people. <laughs> just be a really good time. And okay, thank oh. you so much for joining us. I legitimately oh could continue to ask you questions, but I, I, have, I love being here. I love having you here. We are so happy to have you here. Okay. So we'll just have to have you back. Congratulations on uh, making a person. Good job. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for taking such good care of yourself. You are doing a great job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you, both of you. I love the podcast. I've been reading It Feels Good to Be Yourself to Maya. I've been just, like, um, enjoying 
listening to the podcast on my way to work <laughs> so I can like trans it's like a nice transition into like work neck a you know it's like I could feel like <laughs> oh, yeah. mom with cursing talking yeah. you know yep. and like just to be in the company of some of the guests that you guys have like wow thanks for choosing podunk me I really appreciate it <laughs> it was awesome no <laughs> no everybody go listen to Minority Corner and anybody who listened to the show today knows it's not podunk anything so okay Thank you for joining us. And uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You guys, too. Bye. (laughs) Bye. 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 Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Well, damn. Okay, okay. I love Aneke on a podcast, on any podcast. She's such a delight, right? I think we can all agree. Just such a fucking delight, Aneke. We just love you. I just think she's just continue doing a tour. And plus, it plugs, plugs our show. Gets uh, more people over here in the Corner Kids. Speaking of Corner Kids, you all can join the Corner Kids Playground. If you've not joined, we have a Facebook group, so definitely check that out. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, tweet, 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 tweet. I honestly haven't been on Twitter in a long time. I <laughs> I got into my new Google phone and I never put Twitter on it, so I have been off. Uh, but you can tweet at us at Minority Corner, spelled with a K. You can also email us, minoritycorner at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you all. It's been a while. Uh, you can ask us anything. Thing. We will answer your questions. You give you advice. Uh, you give feedback or comments as well. We're on Facebook. You can like us there. And uh, big thanks to our editor Woody. You're just a fabulous job. We can't do the show without you. And Brownout, thank you for supplying us with the music for almost like four years. I don't know. Has it been four years? I think it's been over four years. We started 2015. Yeah, for over four fucking years. And thank you all for listening to Minority Corner. Those of you just joined us, those of you been Gold Star members, you listen to every episode. We love you. We thank you so much. Uh, We can't do the show without you. So thank you for listening to Minority Corner because together, we're the majority. Love y'all. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.